Um, well, listen, as we launch into 2024, I'm really excited to launch a new series that we're calling Closer Than You Think. Closer Than You Think. And the aim of this series, I want to be so clear, it's this, that we hope for the next six weeks, you would discover and understand how you can be closer to God this year than you were last year. It's very simple. And I think if, if I were to, you know, Get, ask you if you want to be closer to God, I think everybody would say, sure. You don't, you're, everybody's up for that. I don't think if I told you, you know, hey, do you want to be closer to God over the next six weeks? You're like, nah, no thanks. You're like, most people want that. The problem is not everybody feels that and everybody experiences that. A lot of us feel as though even though we believe in God, he feels distant from us. In some seasons, he feels incredibly distant from us. But the whole premise of the series, and we're going to keep coming back to it over and over again, is this. God is closer than you think. Right? And so the question you might have is, well, if God is closer than I think, then why does sometimes he feel like he's pretty far away? Well, I'm glad you've asked. You're in the right place. Because that's what this series is about over the next six weeks. So lean in as we kind of discover that together we can understand God is closer than you think. Two big questions that I actually want to answer today. One has to do with the series over the next six weeks. The other one actually has to do with the, what we're going to talk about today. And so the first one is this. Why is God closer than you think? And the second is how do you listen to God? So why is God closer than you think? And then how do you listen to God? So first, why is God closer than you think? Well, uh, in the book of Revelation, it's the last book of the Bible, there are seven letters written to seven different churches. All the churches have a different issue that the letters are addressing. One of those churches is the church in Laodicea. If you're familiar with this church, the problem with the church in Laodicea is that they are lukewarm Christians. Another way to say that is that they are going through the motions. They are Christians, they're the church, but they're feeling distant from God. If you would to ask the Laodiceans what their relationship with God was like, they'd say, yeah, I have one, but it's just, you know, he feels a little bit distant. We're not where we want to be with our relationship with God. And so, in the letter, there is one verse, one sentence in the letter that I think uh, God wanted the church in Laodicea to know. I think he wants us to know if we want to grow closer to him this year. And that is verse Revelation 3.20. And it says this, last book of the Bible, Revelation 3.20. And this is really the, the theme verse for our entire series. Behold, the Lord says... I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. And if I could sum up this verse, this is how I would sum it up. God is closer than you think. The reason I say that is because the imagery here is not that God is some cosmic being in a faraway land. It's not that God is someone we can follow on social media. The picture of God here is one who is literally at the doorstep of each of our lives. 
standing there knocking and wanting to come in right now uh, when he comes in what he wants to do is he wants to eat with us which is an interesting thing but of course we know when you're sharing a meal with somebody anytime you're sharing a meal that means you're building relationship there's a intimacy to sharing meals if I want to have a meeting where I just want to get something done I just call somebody to my office but if I want to share relationship, we share a meal because that's how you build closer relationship. And so what God is saying in this is, listen, I'm knocking at your door. I want to come in and I don't just want to stand in the foyer making small talk with you. I actually want to sit down at the table and have a really in-depth conversation. I want to get to know you. I want to be closer to you. And that's actually what we see right here in Revelation 320 now uh, in this series we have we have these doors back here you might be wondering why well it's this visual is something we really want to drive home in this series so I'm going to go back to the door for a moment all right we can get some lights I don't know back here people can see I believe that it, like <laughs> more of more light not less light. there we go all right sweet um so it's funny you guys are in so much control back there you know you can do whatever you want i believe that every one of our lives looks like this where every one of us has a door to our lives and we are going about the busyness of our life and oftentimes we're sitting here with our back against the door doing our thing and oftentimes we don't feel like god wants to be intimately involved with our lives or we feel like he is distant but what revelation 320 is saying to the church in laodicea and i believe to us is actually there's only a very thin door between god and between you and not only that but he is knocking at that door and he wants to come in here's the problem we just don't open the door so oftentimes we just keep the door shut what god is saying listen i want it i'm here i'm ready i'm gonna come in you just gotta pop the door open you just gotta pop it open and let him come in i think what revelation 3:20 is telling us is this that if you're not feeling closer to god it's not on god it's on you because god is there he's closer than you think we just have to pop that door open and let them in the whole point of this series is over the next six weeks to give you practical ways to pop that door open and to welcome him in to greater fellowship with you now there's a really important distinction that i want to give before we go any further Oftentimes that verse, Revelation 3.20, is used when you're talking about someone first beginning a relationship with God. But actually, this is being written to the church who already knows God. So these are people that, are, that know God but are feeling very distant from God. And so if, what I want you to know is this series is actually a little more aimed at Christians who already have a relationship with God but have feeling like there's a distant relationship with God. Maybe you're coasting in your relationship with God and this series is for you to pop that door open to take steps to have God come in closer to you because he wants to be. He wants to be. All right, so um, another kind of way to say this, if you like analogies, is it's, it's kind of like a bad marriage. And a, when marriages go bad, it always starts out with just coasting, 
You know, you're just kind of going through the motions. And before you know it, in a marriage, you come, become kind of simply roommates. And you are kind of like two ships passing in the night. You're still married. You still got the ring. You know, you're still committed to each other. You might be in the same house. You might be sleeping in the same bed. You can be so close in proximity and yet feel so very far away. And if I were a marriage counselor, if that was where your marriage was, what I would do is I would come to you and I'd say, hey, here's some ways to open the door to some greater intimacy in your marriage because that's important. This is what this series is about with our relationship with God. And I believe that at this church, this is so vital that if we're going to be the church that God wants us to be, we're going to be a group of people who aren't just coasting and going through the motions and showing up and singing the songs, but on a daily basis, we are popping that door open to allow God to come in closer to us. And this is so important, too, because we're adding a third service, which means we're growing, which is cool. But I want you to know our goal isn't to get a whole bunch of people to show up here. Our goal is for the people who show up to grow in deeper intimacy with the God who made them, to get closer to him. And that's what it's all about. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to start today with our first way that you can open the door to get closer to God. And it starts with a very foundational thing that is foundational in every relationship, every good relationship, and that is listening. We must first learn to listen to God if we're going to get closer to him. So that's my second question for this, uh, for this sermon is how do you listen to God? Now, I would start with this. The success of my marriage with my wife, Jillian, I believe revolves around my ability to listen to her, right? And sometimes that goes well, and sometimes it does not go well. And when it does not go well, it's not because Jillian isn't saying things to me, right? She's got plenty to say to me. That's not a dig on her. She has a lot to say. It's that I am not listening to what she has to say. And I believe it's the exact same way with God. It's not that God isn't speaking. It's not that he doesn't have things to say. He's got plenty to say to you. It's simply that we aren't listening to what he has to say. And I believe that if you want to pop the door open to get closer to God, it's going to start with listening to what he's already said. And that's found right here. It's found in his word. The reason the Bible is called the word of God is because it's God and what he wants to say to you. It's his words to you. And so the primary way of listening to God starts with opening this book. Like if you want to pop open that door to a closer relationship with God, it is directly correlated with your ability to pop this book open or an app if you're modern day, you know to pop this open and actually get to know what he is trying to say to you. And I would even go so far as to say this. If we are going to keep our Bibles closed and we are making a conscious decision to say, I'm not really interested in listening to what God wants to tell me because it's right here. And so that's the challenge for us. Now, what I'm going to do is we're going to anchor now for the rest of our time in Psalm 119. And I want to point out one quick thing. Uh, there are 
these Bibles kind of laying a few in every row. So you might see one under you. You don't have to grab one. But if you are here and you need a Bible and you want to follow along, you are willing to grab one of these Bibles and follow along. Um, and actually, if you don't have a Bible, you could take it home with you. That's how important this book is. And even having your own copy is uh, to us here at this church. So, uh, so think about that. Um, Psalm 119. Psalm 119, uh, and I'm going to read out of, what you'll notice about the book is this, the print is fairly small. So um, I'm going to read out of my Bible. But Revelation, sorry, Psalm 119, starting in verse 97, says this. Oh, before I read it, this is the journal entry of a guy who absolutely loves God's word. Like, just loves God, God's word. And it's making a huge difference in his life. So, let's take a look. Verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, even Pastor Todd. For your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the age, for I keep your precepts. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than the honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. And then the very famous verse, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So what we're going to see in this particular passage today that when you begin to listen to God there are tremendous benefits and it will cause you to draw closer to him what I want to do for the rest of our time is point out three benefits of listening to God through his word three benefits here they are first you'll know how to think second you'll know how to live and third you'll want to live for God all right so you'll know how to think know how to live and then you'll want to live for God. So first, you will know how to think. Verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day, for your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. All right, so want to start with this. If you want to listen to God, it starts by reading God's word because it changes the way you think. And that's the first thing. Now, let me point out a few things in this passage. First, it says, I love your law. Said nobody ever, right? Nobody ever says like, I love the law. You know what I mean? I mean, the law is necessary. It's really good. But nobody says, I love the law because... It's just a weird thing to say, but when it talks about the law in here, it's not just talking about um, the rules that God has given. It's actually referring to the Torah, and the Torah is really all the Hebrew Old Testament. So it's not just the things we're supposed to do. It's the story of God that is followed through the Bible that this psalmist would have been very familiar with, right? So I love your law. The other thing it says is your testimonies are my meditation. That your word, in, in the test, the word testimony is a similar word, obviously, to story. 
It's the story of what God is doing in people's lives. It gives witness to his power in who he is. And when they talk about the testimonies, we're not just talking about the things in the Bible that tell us what to do, but it's talking about who we are supposed to be. I think that's a really important distinction. He also says, It is my meditation all the day, for it is ever with me. He also says, For your testimonies are my meditation. A read in the Bible isn't just a one-time thing. It's, it's a meditation like all day long. And what this is saying is when you start to soak in the testimonies of God and who he is and who you're supposed to be, you start thinking about it all the time and your thinking starts to change. And when your thinking starts to change, everything starts to change. Romans 12.2 says this, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. This, this verse points out the same thing. As if, if, you want to, if you want to grow closer to God, you've got to renew your mind. It starts with your thinking, and the only way to renew your mind is to actually look at what God has to say to understand his mind. And the more you get to know his mind, your mind begins to change. The other verse that's really important for Christians is this, that Paul actually says, we have the mind of Christ. That's, that's wild to think about. We have access to the mind of Christ, but if we refuse to open this book and actually look at how God thinks, it's not going to change us. So it starts with changing our thinking. It's kind of like this. Um, it's like putting on new glasses. You start changing the way you think, then you start seeing differently. You see through a completely different lens. In everything in your life, you see differently. You see your job differently. It's not, it's not the same thing anymore. You see your neighbors differently. You actually see your marriage differently. You see your parenting differently. You see your money different. Everything begins to change because you start thinking differently when you get to know what God's telling you. An example of that is this past semester, uh, we have this marriage ministry called Reengage. Many of you have gone through it. It's a 14-week marriage investment. And what happens is we actually take these couples into God's word and we show them what God has to say about marriage and about themselves. And what ends up happening is lives begin to change because their thinking change. And one of the coolest things is at the beginning of Reengage, we ask everybody to rate their marriage, which is always dangerous. Some couples get into fights on the way out that day, depending on how they rate it. But some couples have rated their, we rate them one to 10, one being the worst, 10 being the best. And so we get couples who go, what, like two, three, four, like need a lot of work. We get couples that say, you know, seven or eight. But at the end, we ask them to rate it again. And I want you to know this past semester, every single couple went up at least one point, if not multiple points in their marriage. And here's why. It's not because re-engage is like magical. Re-engage is so very basic it's because these people started to listen to what God has to say about marriage. Their thinking changed about marriage and about their spouse. And when you start to think differently, you start to live differently. And these marriages are better now than they were four months ago. It's the way it works when you start listening to God. It leads me to my next benefit of listening to God. And it's that you'll know how to live. You'll know how to live. 
When you start to think differently, you start to see differently, you start to live differently. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 101. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. I love this language. He says, I hold my feet back from every evil way. It's an interesting thing that this guy is doing because what he's saying is my feet want to take me a certain way and I know which way my feet want to take me but I have been spending time listening to where God wants to take me and so what he's doing is he's changed his thinking and so his mind is telling his feet don't go that way I've heard what happens when you go that way it never ends well you need to go this way because this is a man who's been listening to God whose his thinking is changing and his actions are starting to change. I hold my feet back and I want you to know the reason we need to listen to God is because if we are left to ourselves if we choose not to listen you know where we're going. Right? Our feet will take us to places that we have no business going. And when you start listening to God and knowing what he wants for your life, you go, no, 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 I know where that's going. I know where that's headed. It's a dead-end street. I've seen this movie before, right? I know where God wants me to go. You tell your feet, nope, we're not going that way, right? The more you listen to God, the more that you will operate like that. I um, want to give you an example of this. There's a documentary or a docu-series that I watched somewhat recently called Quarterback, if you've seen it. It is a, a series that actually follows three NFL quarterbacks through an entire season, actually last NFL season, 2022. And uh, one of those quarterbacks is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is an outspoken Christian, and it was really fun to watch him because there's a lot of guys in the NFL and people that say that they're Christians, but you could see it with Kirk. You could tell he had been spending time listening to what God has to say because it was actually changing him. And uh, there, there are guys that call themselves Christians, but, but, but football didn't define Kirk. Jesus did, and it made all the difference. So I want to tell you this one part of, his, of the docuseries. Hopefully it won't give it away for you to still watch it. It's really good. And by the way, a docuseries is when they follow you with cameras and you're mic'd up, like nonstop. So your whole life is just exposed to these people who are making this docuseries. And so the, the way it kind of ends with Kirk Cousins is he loses the most important NFL game of his career. And he is really upset. I mean, it's, it's frustrating because Kirk is competitive as the next guy. And he has to get in his car with his wife and his kids and drive home after the game on that Sunday evening. And there's literally a cameraman in the car or a camera somewhere. And there, I mean, and he's expressing his frustrations and all of those types of things. And they pull into his house and he gets in and his wife goes, hey, I think it's trash night, honey. Like, I mean, he's going, Tra yeah, trash. Yeah, I can't care about that right now. But it brings these guys down to earth. And then what happens is one of his sons doesn't even know they lost, which is, you know, interesting. And what happens is Kirk, I believe, had every reason to go to his wife. Listen, I'm not taking out the trash. I'm not um, going to spend any time with you guys tonight because I just lost the most important game of my whole entire career. 
So I'm going to go have a couple beers and like disconnect if you don't mind, right, or whatever. That's not what Kirk did. Kirk did what he did every night. He went in and he tucked his boys into bed. He prayed with them and they caught the prayer on this. He was mic'd up. He's praying this prayer. And then he finishes by singing, On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. And he sings that to his boys. That's what his boys will never forget. What I want you to know about that story is that Kirk is a guy whose mind is telling his feet, don't go any other way because you know who you are no matter how many games you lose in the NFL. And I want you to know that's a guy who's been listening to God's word because it changes the way you live. Lastly is this. Not only will you think differently and live differently, but you'll actually want to live for God. And I love this part. It says in verse 103, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth, through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Now, so far in this uh, sermon, we've been talking about the sense of hearing, right? Listening to God. But the psalmist moves to a different sense, the sense of taste. And it is obviously figuratively a figurative thing. But it's one of my favorite analogies in Scripture. Because I believe that when you start listening to God, when you start tasting how good his word is, how right it is, how life-giving it is, you taste it and you, over time, begin to develop a distaste for anything that is not of him. Another way to say this is like, when you start listening to God's voice, you start drowning out every other voice in your life. Now, um, in college... I had college cafeteria food, and it was average to below average. Was the, the food was not that great if you had went to a college, not always good. But I was a college kid, and you know, I had a strong stomach at that point. So I just, just did it, I just ate it, and it was fine. It wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't the worst. Uh, one day, my college soccer coach did something really cool. He took me and a couple guys out to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Chicago. And man, yeah, yeah, there's like a visceral reaction to that. That changed my life forever. <laughs> that steak was just perfect. Like I can almost taste it and I'm going to start drooling in a second because it was just amazing and succulent and delicious. And the worst part about having that steak at Ruth's Chris is that the next day I had to go back and eat college cafeteria food and it was though it never tasted worse why because I had tasted how the other half lived right I had tasted just how good food could be and I think that's exactly the way it works with God's word when you taste how good it is that it is life-giving that it is always the right way it's always something that's lead you down the path that's everlasting that's good that it's good for your marriage that it's good for your parenting that it's good for every aspect of life when you begin to do that and taste how good it is you will begin to develop a distaste for everything that is not of god you'll develop a distaste for sin and sin is still strong right when you're tempted you will begin to get to a place where you're like, yeah, I know that's a strong temptation, but I know how that ends. And I know what God has told me because I've been listening to him. And it begins to change the way you respond. Um, listen, I want to close us with this. God, God is closer than you think. 
He's closer than you think. And he's given you this whole Bible, this whole word of God, that he wants to tell you a lot of things about your life and about him that changes the way you think, the way you live, and gets you to this incredible place. My challenge to you is, would you open the door? Would you, would you open the book? And if you haven't, or if you're currently not consistently opening the book, this is my challenge to you today. Start small. Start somewhere. Five minutes a day, 10 minutes every other day, but start listening. And I want to tell you this, I don't think I've ever said this before, maybe I have. The best thing that I personally have ever done to grow closer to God is develop a daily time where I open God's word. I do it in the morning. I, I miss sometimes, right? I'm not perfect. When I do it, it's not always earth shattering where like the, the, the heavens part and the angel and the light, you know, it's, it's not always like that. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's okay. But what I'm doing is daily listening to God and it's changing my thinking and it's changing my living. And, it, and it, I'm telling you, then when I miss those days, I really feel it because I want it, right? So my challenge to you is to take a step to do that. And if you don't know where to start, we got you covered. Because I want to offer you two options of how to start listening to God more frequently. The first is that if you get on the Silver Creek Church app and you click on this sermon, you'll notice there's actually a link to a reading plan for 30 days. It's one that I've chosen. There's a whole lot of other ones if you get on version, But you can start there. The second option is those Bibles that I told you about earlier under the seats. If you don't have a Bible, you can take one, and especially because in the front of that Bible, there's a 40-day reading plan that for 40 days takes you through kind of the main storyline of the Bible, going over kind of the key points that you need to understand. So two options to you, and I, I want you to consider. Now, if you're like, listen, I've tried this before. It's really hard. I don't know how to study and all that sort of thing. We have a class coming up on Wednesday night where you can actually learn the basics of Christianity and how to study the Bible so that you can get better at kind of soaking in and listening to what God has to say to you. So we've got a lot of options. This is a very practical sermon. But what I want you to consider today is this. Open the door. To never open it is to make a decision not to listen to God. But you have to if you want to take a step closer in 2024. Father, we thank you so much for your love for us. We thank you for being the one who has pursued us and the one who keeps pursuing us, knocking on the door to our lives. Lord, I pray that we would be the kind of church that is very consistently opening up that door, talking to you, hearing from you. Lord, may we be marked by the time we spend soaking up your word. We love you and we worship you today. In Jesus' name, amen.